You know, this morning, times run away. We'll see how much we get out of the Word this morning. I went to think, you know, day 21 of the fast, I was going to bring a, a Word just of just strong in it. But as I began to just sit before the throne room of God and ask what He did and what He wanted me to share on, He brought me to another storm scripture. It's like, oh, really? How many storms can there be, God? And who knows that there's still more storm scriptures to keep reading. He was like, really? Do you want me to identify all of them? You know, He brought me to, the, to read Joshua. And when He anointed and appointed Joshua, He said, you're going to take on the land. I'm going to give you this. And Joshua would have left with such great, you know, you girls have got a prophetic word and I really felt that I could probably continue to do that, but in the right time, we'll continue to do that. But Joshua would have walked out and said, I have got, God spoke to me, God's got it ready. But what God didn't prepare him is that there was 31 kings that he was gonna have to battle before he actually saw the promises come to pass. We don't focus on that. We focus on the one part where God says, Go, be strong and courageous. Meditate on my word day and night. I will be with you. I'll never forsake you. We forget the battles that he had to face. And every king had authority to put him down. But he kept fighting and kept fighting. So he faced 31 battles, 31 kings. You know what kings are? People in authority. They weren't just regions and seasons. They weren't just battles that he had to. They were people in authority. And he didn't change his posture because he got the Word from God. And he stood on what he had. So as he walked and he faced everyone, and I wonder at what point did he go, really? Maybe after the first five, he's like, is that it? Maybe after the first eight, really? Then it got to 10. And I wonder in each one of those, how many were mini ones? Him having to fight the people that God had been with him, hearing the grumbling and still doing life. How many years did he have to go through? We don't know. But the Bible talks about 31 specific kings he had to phrase and confront and not change his posture because he had a word from God. See, this fast that we've been on is about you getting your Rima word from God and saying, you know what, whatever comes in 2021, I've got to stand on what God gave me at the beginning of the year. Because everything's going to come around you to take your mind off what was happening. But the truth of the matter is what you did in a fast, God's saying, that is where I want you to anchor right now. That is the Word that I want you to drop into your spirit. And no matter what happens, it's going to keep you going. See, the Word of God tells you in Isaiah 54, it says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Is that correct? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. So what that tells me, weapons are coming. Weapons are coming. And weapons are being formed right now as you speak. The only difference is that that Scripture doesn't stop there. No weapons formed. That He he says they just won't prosper in your life. Can I hear a mighty amen? The enemy can form the weapons. He can bring the storms. He can bring the challenges. But when they come to your doorstep, they're just not going to prosper. Because when they come, they find you postured, going, I'm anchored in what God has done in my life. You know, so I began to see where the Word of God is saying, you've got to realise that the elements of this world are going to keep coming and producing themselves. Just that you have to know that you are a child of God. You are protected by the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And there is nothing and there is no one that can change your posture except for you. 
So weapons are coming. I know there's not a reason to say amen. Storms are coming. But they're just not going to prosper. They're just not going to prosper. Come on, say, they're just not going to prosper. I am going to read the Scripture this morning just with a little bit of time I've got left. In Matthew chapter 14, you know, I spent a couple of weeks on the storm where the boys were in the boat, where they thought they were going to drown and Jesus was silent asleep. And I began to speak to you about how can Jesus sleep when you're in the middle of a storm? Now, these boys were strong and they were courageous. They knew the ocean. They knew how to handle those seasons. Yet this storm was so ferocious that Jesus was asleep. And I began to teach the church that it was because the storm has one purpose. It's to cause a disturbance in your life. We spoke about the definition of a storm is to bring disturbance to your atmosphere. And because Jesus wasn't disturbed by the atmosphere, that's why He could sleep. Wouldn't we love that ICC would be able to sleep through every storm? That we could be like Jesus this year and actually go to sleep when the enemy's bringing storms across our life. Go, actually, that's okay. You're bringing a disturbance into my life. That's okay. I'll leave that because I can still go rest because you actually don't control my atmosphere. You don't control the atmosphere in my sleep. You don't control the atmosphere in my house. You don't control the atmosphere over my finances. You don't control the atmosphere over my body. You just don't control it so I can go and rest and sleep. But the boys being the natural boys that they are and human that they were, they felt the storm raging and they go and wake Jesus up and Jesus gets out of them and comes up from from the bow and He comes up and He sees the storm rage and He sits there and He rebukes them. He, re- sorry, he rebukes the wind and the wave and the war- waters calm straight away. And I began to teach you that He rebuked the wind and the wave. He did not rebuke the boys. He questioned the boys. He said, where was your faith just then? He said, where was your faith just then? He rebuked the wind and the waves, which then I began to show and we began to learn that through every storm, there's a spirit behind it. That's why he was able to rebuke it. He was rebuking the spirit that was behind the storm. He was able to identify, he was like, you actually don't. And you know what? The wind and the waves, they stopped. The raging sea stopped because you know what? They heard the voice of their Creator. See, God had created them and so He still had authority. So even though the storms were raging and they were about to make these men drown, He was their Creator and they heard their Creator speak and they stopped. You and I are supposed to walk into the atmosphere and go, I've walked into the building and I declare peace is in this house in Jesus' name. You are supposed to walk into your office and where there is strife and disturbance and you are to walk in and go, there is anointing in this room right now because I have walked in with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Do you know what? That strife, the spirit of strife would hear your voice. But so many times we engage in that. And we let it to keep speaking. So the wind and the waves, they never disappeared. They just lost its power. The wind and the wave, they never disappeared. They just lost its power to continue raging in their lives. So as we step into the last nine days of our fast, things aren't going to disappear, but they will lose power as we continue to silence them in Jesus' Name. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, let me read it with you. 
It says immediately after this, Jesus insisted that the disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. This is when Jesus had just finished feeding the 5,000 plus people. They'd seen one of the greatest miracles known to mankind. After sending them in verse 23, after sending them home, He went up to the hill by Himself to pray. Night fell while He was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from the land. A strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them, walking on the water. And when the disciples saw Him walking on the water, they were terrified in their fear. Let me just tell you, this, this one story is so packed and I haven't going to be, I'm not going to be able to give it justice just right now, but I'm just going to break a piece off this morning before you leave. When the disciples saw Him walking on the water, they were terrified in fear and they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Do not be afraid, He said, take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to Him, Lord, if it's really You, tell me to come to You, walking on the water. And Jesus said, yes, come. So Peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. And Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When he climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. The last time we read that, Jesus said to His disciples, where was your faith? This time He said to Peter, you've got little faith. We're so focused on just keeping the mustard seed of faith that we've worked out that actually these giants that we're facing, we need to get big faith. We need to start to go, you know what? I have faith that God is going to see me through this and I'm ready to increase my faith. I'm ready to go where I've not been before. So no matter what storm is coming, we are facing, Jesus said it's always going to be on your faith level. I love the fact that Jesus turns this back on us. He's like, you've got the key. You're holding the key right now in your hand. It's your faith. We all got out of our beds this morning and we all came because we've got faith that God's got a better day planned. Otherwise, we could have stayed where we were. But we knew that God has got something incredible planned. And remember what I spoke about, faith is evidence of what you cannot see. So right now, as we stand on the brink of waiting for our miracles to come, our faith is the evidence of what we cannot actually see. And I brought to, I brought to you last week that the word evidence in the Greek is actually the word correction. And when it's something that needs to be correct means this, that is something is currently inaccurate and needs to be proven correctly. So God said, when you use your faith, you speak to what is currently inaccurate and tell it you will be proven to be accurate before the end of this fast. Can someone come in agreement with me in Jesus' Name? When you step out in faith, all you're doing is like, I can see what is going on and it is inaccurate. My finances are inaccurate because God says I am blessed in and out of season. What I'm walking through right now is inaccurate. 
We're walking through a storm right now, even as a church. We're walking through something together. Do you know what, church? The property has come about that is for sale in Jesus' name. Come on. If you've been long enough in this church, you realise that we have been claiming that building for so long. But yesterday, the enemy unleashed one of the biggest storms upon our life. But I'm telling you, it is inaccurate today. Today, it is still inaccurate. And it will be proven. It will be proven. You need to join with us as we begin to fight this storm and say, you don't get it. Multiple faiths will cause us to walk on water. So you join with us this week as we start to do the final traces and we say, I walked around that building yesterday and I said, this belongs to ICC, this belongs to ICC, this belongs to ICC, this belongs to ICC, this belongs to ICC. And people were going, wow, wow, this is on. I was like, well, that's okay. When you touch this, you're going to see the hand of God. I just went over a doorpost. I walked in and Dad was just behind me. I was like, I was like claiming every doorpost, this belongs to ICC. Do you know how hard it is to say that? It's not even a big building, but it's been a vision for this place. And I don't know, but I got faith because what I'm seeing right now is inaccurate. Every time we rang with an offer, no, 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 no. Who's going to stand with me? The next offer is going to be a yes. It's been more than 20 years that we've been waiting for this property. You'd say, shouldn't you give up? Mm. It's still there and we're still here. The storm's still raging. But the next offer's got to be a yes. Because He's not coming against us. He's coming against the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And a yes is a yes. And it's not going to be moved and it's not going to be challenged. Oh, that was a big faith statement for us because we've been walking this journey out. Faith is what we cannot actually see today, but it will be corrected. It will be corrected. It is accurate this very moment, but you will be proven corrected. So when faith rises up in a storm, it speaks to that storm. You disturbance are inaccurate on my life today. I will prove you correct because God will come through. And Jesus was showing them, your weapon for the seasons of storms is always got to be faith. Your season's always got to be faith. Why am I speaking on that this morning? Because we are going to be challenged because we are a church that has dedicated ourselves to go deeper this year than we've ever walked before. We're ready to go where God is. When we say we expect miracles, miracles don't happen just on colds and flus. Miracles happen when they say and they hear that this is it, there is nothing left. Bring in the nothings left because God can do it. He has the final say. Bring in the terminal cancers. Bring in the terminal illnesses. Bring in the final bankruptcy. Bring them into the house of God and lay them at His throne because it's inaccurate for the promises of God. Every morning in our prayer meeting, we've been praying for the children that have still got to come into ICC. We've been praying for the marriages that are coming into ICC. You know what? You just have to join and come with your faith and say, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm joining with that faith that they're speaking out. Every, every morning at seven o'clock, Eric is speaking children and marriages and healing and economy come into play with God. That's why I said, even if you're busy, get a filling your atmosphere. Because you're saying to this atmosphere, believes that what is walking in right now is inaccurate, but it will be proven accurate. But I want you to just notice in this one storm this morning, 
This time, Jesus walks on water. He realised there was a storm happening and He walked out to His boys. He never leaves you alone. He walked to the other side of the mountain and the boys were out and it's three o'clock in the morning. It is pitch black. Jesus walked to them. But what I want you to realise in this storm, Jesus didn't silence it. He didn't silence it this time. He let it continue to rage. And as the sea is raging around them, they think it's a ghost. They hear a voice. And do you know what I love about it? They hear a voice and they heard God's voice. Can you hear the voice of God in a storm? Can we hear the voice of God in a storm? Yes, we can. Because it's the one who says, keep holding on, girl. Don't give up. It's not over yet. Jesus did not choose to silence this storm. He let it continue to rage. Wow. This one hit me this week, church. The last storm He silenced, but this storm, He allowed it to continue to rage around them. But let me tell you something right here, right now. The storm was raging and it continued to rage, but the miracle didn't stop. Even in the midst of a raging storm, Jesus was still performing His miracle. Can someone say a mighty Amen? It doesn't matter what was happening. The first time Jesus silenced it. This time He says, no, 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 no. This time my disciple is going to walk over the top of this storm. He's going to walk over with His authority. He's going to walk over. I don't need to silence it. He needs to use His authority. He said, yes, Peter, come on out here and continue to walk on a raging storm because He's trying to teach His boys. He's trying to teach ICC. ICC, you walk over the storms in 2021. They don't need to always be silent. You get up and you step out and you go, if you're not going to be silent, I'll go straight over the top of you. I'm going to get my miracle. Jesus never stopped. He said, you come and get your miracle, boy. You come and get, you're going to use that faith. You think it's, you know it's me, come. So even while the storm is raging, Peter is still walking his miracle. He's still walking out his miracle. The storm is still coming. And I wonder if the enemy would have said to his demons, well, we tried. We brought the massive storm but he still got up. I wonder if when he stood up and they went, you're kidding me, he's really going to try this? I wonder how many times they're going, truly, ICC, just let it go. And we're like, uh-uh. No, we're going extra, nine extra days. I wonder if then when Peter stood on the bow of the boat and he stepped onto the water, if the enemy would have said, you want to go? Let's go. He would have made it rage even more. I don't know. But the miracle still there. He kept walking. 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 The miracle is still going to happen. It doesn't matter what storms are happening right now in your life. In Jesus' name, someone say amen. The miracle is going to happen. Let the storm rage. Let the storm rage. Because Jesus is about to teach us a new level of how to walk right over the top of it. In the name of Jesus. In the middle of a demonic storm, in the middle of the night that went to disturb his children, they saw how to walk one of the most supernatural miracles in their life. No other man had walked on water, and yet a child of the living God just did. 
The storm didn't stop and neither did Jesus. The storm didn't stop and neither is Jesus. I don't know who needs to hear that this morning. The storm may not stop, but neither is Jesus. God is not changing His plans. Your promise is still coming to pass in the name of Jesus. So let the storm rage. Let it rage. Can I just give you, can I go a couple? I looked at Google and I said, what's a storm? Look what I saw in the definition. What causes a storm, I wrote? Two opposing atmospheres. Come on, are you here with me? When I read that, I was like, eh, we're done in Jesus' Name. What causes a storm? Two opposing atmospheres or temperatures is the driving force behind a storm activity. So every storm comes because it's colliding with the truth of God in your atmosphere. That's why you have a storm. That is why you have a storm. Because it is trying, it's opposing what you are believing. It is opposing what you're standing for. It's got nothing else, but it's come against an atmosphere that says, you don't get to determine what I'm going to see happen in 21. You don't get to determine what happens in my family in 2021. You can come against me, but what you come against, you're coming against the Holy Spirit's atmosphere. And the Holy Spirit says that where I stand is holy ground. That's the atmosphere that He's going to feel. And that is hot temperature in anyone's case. That's what a storm is. That is what creates a storm. Two opposing atmospheres. The power of your atmosphere cancels the enemy's plans. The enemy was giving it all he had towards Peter. But the minute he took his eyes off Jesus, when Peter took his eyes off Jesus, then he noticed the storm. And this time, he kept his eyes on the storm and not on Jesus. The minute he took his eyes off the storm, and I know you know this, he was so close to Jesus that the Bible says that Jesus just had to reach out his hand and grabbed him. So the entire time the storm had not stopped, but the power and authority of the storm gained power the minute Peter put his focus on it. Let me say that again. He was so close to Jesus that Jesus was able to just grab him and pull him up. The entire time, the storm did not stop. But the power and the authority of the storm gained power when Peter kept his focus on it. The longer you keep your focus on the storm, the louder it's going to rage. If he would have taken his eyes off the storm and went straight back to Jesus, he would have kept going. You and I have to take our eyes off the storm. Yeah, I can feel it. Yeah, I can sense it. But I'm still walking through my miracle. Our fasting this year is expect miracles. Do you know why? Miracles can only happen when the enemy or the natural realm has nothing left. That's what a miracle is. When there's nothing else that this world can do, you're going to see a miracle happen you're going to see a miracle happen. 
The power and authority of the storm gained its power when Peter put his focus on it. The storm only has the authority when you shift your focus onto it. Because when both Peter and Jesus stepped on the boat, the wind stopped because it was finished. Let me call the worship team back up. Paul says to us in 2 Corinthians, For we walk by faith, not by sight. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Would you stand to your feet this morning? And I know that there's all elements of different storms across this building this morning. But every storm, every wilderness, every hardship, every blockage that you are facing, that I am facing, is about to release a miracle this year. We have claimed this year to be a year of miracles. And what we need to know is that miracles happen because storms are producing. Whatever is coming your way, let it rage. Let it rage. Keep walking. God wrote your story. Holy Spirit, come on. Come, we're going to do some worship this morning.